0: Hello, everybody. My name is Jonathan Sousa. I'm the Director of Membership Services here at People First Professionals. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the People First Podcast. Before we hop into this week's show, just two quick asks of you. First, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on whatever app you listen to your podcast on. It ensures that you'll receive a new episode of the People First Podcast every Wednesday morning. Additionally, if you're listening to us on Apple, please go to the store and leave us a rating and review. It greatly helps us with exposure and reaching more ears. Thank you very much and enjoy this week's show.
1: Welcome to the People First Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the People First Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Such a great run in season one, and we continue to be really excited about the topics and the guests that we're bringing to the community as part of season two. So, thank you for joining us. I am your co host and co founder and president of People First Professionals, Devin Williams. And today we're going to be talking about work life balance. But what I really love about the topic today is not purely thinking about what I believe is this misnomer that we call work life balance. But the fact that that concept, that philosophy of work-life balance, it encourages us to basically create two identities, a work and a life identity. And if you think about that, by definition, that's not, that's not authentic and that's a big challenge. And so today, I'm thrilled to have a friend, a coworker, a mentor in different aspects, M. Rodkowski join us. She's the VP of go-to-market operations and strategy at Data robot. and she's also a member and an advocate for the LGBTQIA plus communities. So Em, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about the topic today and what you have to share.
1: Yeah, happy to be here, Devin. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So, I mean, this is this is a big, hairy topic, right? And We've only got so much time. Are you ready to dive in, make it happen? I am ready. All right, let's do it. So So, Em, you and I have had a lot of great discussions not related to this as well as leading up to this, and I think you've got a really powerful story. So, would you mind, as much as you're comfortable sharing with our audience about when in your life you started to realize the challenge of this work-life balance misnomer and this concept of kind of living with two different identities, like when did that all come to be for you? What What was that moment or series of moments like for you?
1: Yeah, so it it is a hairy topic, but one that I've worked worked really hard on getting comfortable talking about. Um, the concept of work life balance, I think, it means different things for different people. And when I first, you know, arrived in Boston, got into tech, I really saw, you know, just passion around my life um, and success sort of gravitating towards me. You know, I was working really hard. My first a couple of roles I supported in EMEA uh, territory from the New England area. And so, you know, I was just a person who was ready to get up, grind it out, work really hard and and make a name for myself. I started to see, you know, as I, as I became more successful and I invited more success, my personal life was just really lacking. And it was lacking in a variety of ways. And that it in fact was completely absent from my professional life. And there was some unhealthy habits that were starting to form um, in my professional life and also in my personal relationships. I was avoiding topics or outings, you know, there was, I was seeing a decrease in my performance and the quality of that performance. Um, I think a word that I could bubble it all up into is exhaustion. You know, there was just moments where even leaving bed became super hard and I didn't wanna deal with any of my personal relationships or my professional relationships and I just completely withdrew. Um, there was a moment in time where I kind of remember sitting in, in an office where I was looking around me and I was seeing a lot of people, you know, collaborating. We had those, you know, sort of glass windows in the office where you could see into meeting rooms. And I just remember kind of sitting there like, wow, everyone's really looks like they're enjoying the work that they're doing. And, you know, I was sitting there trying to build out a forecast, you know, for my sales leader at the time and just feeling completely lost. And I realized um, in, a, in a performance review with my leader that you know he kind of sat me down and said, hey, let's put the computers to the side for a second. How are you doing? And I was like, great, absolutely. I'm feeling great, um, You know, everything's okay. And, and he said, I gotta be honest with you, it's getting a little hard to work with you. And he's like, I feel like I don't really know you anymore. I don't know what's motivating you. I don't know why you're coming in here every day. You know, you look exhausted. Your, you know, actions look like they're, they're, they're sort of haphazard. And that was a moment where I was just shook. You know, I was shook to my core. Um, you know, anyone who knows me from growing up all the way to now knows that I value uh, relationships with others. And this was a moment in time where I realized that you know, I was letting, letting go of that. I was letting go of something that, you know, gives me life, gives me energy. And so I had a long reflection with myself and I started to, to think about, you know, what I was withholding back from these two areas of my life, you know, the professional and the personal world. And I started to, you know, just explore, I did some journaling, things like that. And I realized that the biggest thing that was wrong with me was that I thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> um, and now I know that sounds a little confusing, but there was nothing wrong with me. I was a gay woman who was not out and I was hiding it and there's nothing wrong with that. And so I decided that in order for me to excel in both aspects of my world is I needed to get really comfortable and you know be brave. And so I, I worked on it and I became brave and I started small, you know, with little introductions between my professional colleagues or my professional life with my personal life um, and back the other way around. And what I started to realize was that I was feeling, you know, luck kind of come my way, but it wasn't luck, right? It was, you know, me allowing these two types of worlds to come together and see the goodness in myself both sides of things. And with that I started to see success just inviting itself around me. And so during this time where I came to this realization was that you know bravery was something that to me means that you're living from the inside out. And in every uncertain moment, you know kind of turning inward to yourself, giving yourself that space and grace um, and feeling for you know the intuition and sharing it out loud you know, sometimes it might work for people to kind of jump in, you know, two feet, two eyes, or both eyes closed. Um, But for me, I needed to take small steps, I needed to do some, you know, micro introductions to my lives. And that's when I really kind of turned it around, I would say.
0: It's, it's an incredible story. And I think a a lot of people probably hear some of their own experiences and what you just shared um, whether completely in sync but I think bottom line a lot of similarities and there's a couple of things that M said that I just want to call back to our our listeners to think about you know she she talked about some of the symptoms of what what ultimately she discovered was was about living authentically and Living from the inside out, but some of the symptoms of not doing that—you know, avoiding social settings, uh, getting out of bed, overall withdraw from you know your community, your loved ones, your workplace. I mean, these are all well-documented signs of depression. And you know, one thing that really comes to mind as Em is telling her story is this concept of cognitive dissonance, where you know when the brain believes one thing and is presented with something else that that Friction is proven in many, many studies to cause the same levels of stress and cortisol type reactions in the body and the brain as a near death experience. I mean, this is not something to be taken lightly. And so I I really applaud M for the level of self awareness and then the bravery that followed to actually do something about what she was discovering. And I I also encourage folks to hear what she said and that for her. She needed to take some small baby steps and that, you know, the first step is that awareness. And then the second step is the action and that it's okay to not solve all the world's problems overnight, not try to boil the ocean that you can nibble at the elephant, but taking that first step and the bravery that, that it takes to do so is, can be quite daunting and very challenging. So I think that's a good transition, Am is you know, you had that moment of realization, the self-awareness that came along with it, you recognize the bravery required to take action. So let's talk a little bit about what some of those actions were, you know, you talked about journaling, but what are some of the things that you did with intentionality after this discovery? And how's that shown up in your life since?
1: So um, what I needed to do was, was realize that in order for me to achieve the kind of success that I wanted. I needed to blaze my own path and, and really stop following in other people's footsteps that, you know, have never gone through something like this before. Something like this for me, meaning, you know, I'm committed to, to being uh, a gay woman in my professional life, right? I'm, I'm bridging that gap between my two worlds. And in the past, I put so much weight into how I should be perceived at work or how I should communicate or how I needed to work. To succeed as a woman in technology, right? And I made a commitment to myself to focus on my character and my integrity, and what those two things meant to me. Um, these were these were the two parts of myself that I realized in those moments of depression, um, where I was losing myself, um, and I was I was I was losing that that will. Um, And I wasn't being well liked, and I wasn't being successful. And I was compromising my character and my integrity for who I thought I needed to be um, in my professional world. So I came out at work, like I said before, I did it in small bites. Um, Some things that really helped me do that was, you know, I found great people that I had great relationships in my professional life. And I would ask people to meet me, you know, for coffee before the day kicked off, right? You know, And we would go to uh, a coffee shop near the office and I would, you know, kind of muster up some courage and, you know, just start asking people about their personal lives. Right. I mean, I, if I'm really being honest with myself, it wasn't just me not sharing, but I wasn't asking and I wasn't asking people because I was trying to avoid the conversation altogether. So I really started to genuinely want to get to know my peers And that's how I made this like simple, you know, simple decision to just start learning about people and then sharing some things. Um, And so I started with sharing it with close peers and managers. Um, And I would be honest with people in my personal life around work and start to blend some stories and experiences. Um, We would have, you know, I'd invite my partners at the time to different dinners um uh to give both sides just a bit of my life and, and a taste of one another. And, you know, I worked on this over the last, you know, six years. Um, you know, as I was dating and learning about myself uh as a gay woman in the dating scene, I, you know, brought that into the workplace just as anyone would, right? Um and I I worked hard through therapy to to make sure that I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong or anything, you know, abnormal. Um, I was just sharing things that, you know, any hetero person would share, you know, in the office. And so I entered into this journey of therapy and therapy is something that I owe everything to, to be honest. I've had wonderful people surrounding me and supportive of me, but therapy has become a place where I'm able to work out my mind, um, my heart my, you know, my soul, my thoughts, uh, my beliefs. Um, And I really started to notice an uptick in my confidence, you know, both personally and professionally, um, which yielded some great performances um, and allowed me to gain additional opportunities in my professional career. Um, And I really noticed people being super proactive with me, wanting to collaborate, you know, wanting to you know, recruit me, you know, uh, wanting to, you know, just hear what I had to, had to say, or what I thought about, you know, a specific initiative in the organization. Um, and so I really, you know, thank therapy and, you know, thank that, that time and that, that work, um, to helping me get to where I am today.
0: Yes. Again, just a a lot of goodness for folks to take away and, I think one of the things that we should all remember in the context of what M just walked through is that everybody is going through something. Everybody. And especially now in the pandemic world, there's so many changes to the different things that as a human species, we've really locked onto and made a, a, a common and consistent part of our life that has now been ripped out from under us. We are all going through something right now. And I love that You know, therapy and the the act of doing work on yourself is no longer this thing that is shunned, or that when you say it, you know, people immediately start making all sorts of judgment calls about your sanity and your mental health and things like that. And I'm so glad that M championed that in this in this conversation because, um, you know, more and more people are seeking out therapy, uh, especially in the pandemic, which is fantastic. But I think there's still a lot of us that are really afraid to cross that line. And I can't tell you just the boon that it will absolutely bring you. So if you're, you're struggling, if you're going through something, as many of us are certainly consider those words and the impact that therapy had on M's journey uh, through all of this and through really finding and embracing her authentic self. It's, it's incredibly important. Um, You know, journaling, Mentors and guides, you know, other people that have have gone through something similar that can help support me, that can help give me guidance, and then this last piece of just leaning in and sharing and getting to know and genuinely having an interest in learning uh, from your peers, your coworkers, you're, you know, even taking some of those personal relationships to the next level. To to M's point, you start inviting more of that authenticity into your life by, by pushing it out into your community and really searching to have those, those real conversations, right? Not the, hey, how was your weekend? Good, and you, yeah, and then right into business. But really, like, what'd you do this weekend? What was awesome about it? Why was it so awesome? Like, really taking a genuine interest in other people's lives, it invites that authenticity into our own life just a lot of really powerful uh, intentionality. And I think guidance that many of us, even if we're not in the exact same situation as M can really take away and learn from. And so let's, let's kind of tie it up with the bow M, right? We started talking about some of the different and specific things that you did along this journey that you continue to do because it, the journey never ends. Right. Yeah. But what are some things that you would impart to others that, whether it's about coming out or just in general, the idea of living a consistent, authentic self across both the personal and the professional sphere, you know, what are some tips, some tricks, some lessons learned, some resources you know, kind of give you carte blanche there, but just what are some things that you would impart to our listeners that are really resonating with our, our conversation today?
1: Yeah, so I I have a few things. So hopefully everyone can grab a pencil, but <laughs> um, I want to just double tap again on therapy. Uh, I used to be such a good exercise junkie and, you know, I still exercise now and I'm not here and apologies to all my, um, you know, exercise friends and, you know, dietitians out there. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I started to exercise my mind, um, instead of my body, uh, to get, to get that sort of stress release. Um, I, when I started going to therapy, I started to feel different types of releases happening in me and they were internal releases. You know, I'm sure everyone has experienced that sort of gut feeling or, you know, sort of feeling like pressure on your shoulders, um, you know, you can't sleep well, um, so on and so forth. Therapy helped me to really, you know, really combat those feelings where exercise for me was more of a sort of an instant gratification. Uh, therapy is very long lasting um, when you commit to it. So I, I highly suggest that if anyone is interested in it, um, you know, there's tons of, of resources out there um, Uh, I live in the Boston area, and so if anyone's near me, I can definitely make some recommendations, but therapy is absolutely something that everyone should invest in. Um, It's so important to care for your heart and mind as much as your body. Um, Some other things that truly helped me were some authors that I wanna give just a shout out to, Brene Brown. um, She has three books that I love and reference regularly, Daring Greatly, Dare to Lead, and The Power of Vulnerability. Uh, I want to bold and underline the power of vulnerability. What an incredible book! Um, and Glennon Doyle, her book Untamed, uh, highly recommend that one as well. But they both provided the power of words with their stories and voices that really continued to speak words that validated what my heart was feeling, which allowed me to keep moving forward. Um, I started to work on my support systems and consider, you know, consider who I'm surrounding myself with. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that the people I surrounded myself with, professionally and personally, shared my ideals. You know, around, you know, sort of the the old way that you needed to be seen or perceived in business. You know, we could we could break that. You know, we could break that ceiling, um, and keep moving in that direction. Uh, I entered into groups where I could meet meet like like-minded individuals, like Pavilion, uh, the Enablement Squad. Uh, Just some incredible people that I've met through there that I could you know challenge myself expand my story share my experiences with more people and and ultimately learn you know learn from their experiences as well and really just kind of meet different cohorts of people who you know were feeling similar things like I was. Um, I started to get more involved in my local pride and LGBTQIA plus organizations to support individuals needing mentorship and sponsorship you know, in their careers or just in their lives. Um, I regularly volunteer at poll offices to encourage change at the local government level and bring additional awareness to and from the LGBTQIA plus community um, and make sure that I'm, you know, educating others around the importance of making sure that we have candidates in place that advocate for all types of, of cultures and subcultures. Um, recently, I kicked off a pride collective internally at Data Robot. To drive awareness and bring people together. Uh, this is a new endeavor of mine that um, is definitely in its infancy stage, but I have high hopes for this collective here, and I highly encourage people to reach out to me. Um, I'm being very, very serious here. Anyone listening, uh, please hit me up on LinkedIn if you're in need of support. I am happy to be an ear for you and provide additional resources, but I am you know, very serious on this one. My LinkedIn, you know, just send me a message and we can chat. So, um, you know, whether you're looking to become a better ally or you're looking to explore more within yourselves, you are not alone, and I will make sure that I set aside time to be there for you.
0: Wow, what an offer! I think we're gonna we're gonna see your LinkedIn connections pop up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the big if I may put words in M's mouth, right? The big thing that I heard there was a shift over time from learning to serving and, and servant. I mean, that is one of the number one proven ways to improve things like self confidence, you know, happiness, um, appreciation, all of these things. So this, this act of M moving from learning about herself her new community, her authenticity to now, hey, I'm still learning, but I know enough where I can now help others in various forms on their journey. Um, I can help uh, push and evolve the different, what I see are imperatives for my group that I'm, I'm identifying with, you know, and that shift from serving to learning or from learning to serving is really, really powerful. And again, very similar themes from the intentionality that M took, things like groups and finding like-minded individuals so you can share similar experiences, get guidance from, uh, courage from, inspiration from books, really just another form of getting insight from somebody else who has lived similar and different sets of experiences, and then pulling them into our own experiences and taking action off that. And again, the shameless, but amazing plug around the importance of therapy. And, you know, don't forget exercise, right? Lots, there's lots of proof. Granted, it is more short term, but there's lots of proof about the improvements and the benefits of uh, physical exercise to the brain and to the body. And when you really combine that with the mental, the spiritual, the soul work of things like therapy, meditation, journaling, etc. You're really pulling together that whole self and doing work on the whole self. And I know you shared some very personal things in your journey, and I can't thank you enough for being willing to do so. Uh, It means so much to us in the community. And I thought it was just a great chat today.
1: Well, I am happy to be here, happy to share, and I just know that our our lives connected for a reason, and I'm happy to be working with you, Devin. Thank
0: you. That's right. That's right. Thank you, M. Well, to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. More to come as we continue to release season two, but in the meantime, please be sure to check us out at peoplefirstprofessionals.org. You can get access to our online community, lots of videos, newsletter, elements about EQ membership to our community, the Betterment Book Club, which we spun up and we're now doing monthly meetups around EQ and professional development from books. And there's so much out there. Also, you can check out the podcast anywhere you get them, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and the like. But in the meantime, make it a great day and we look forward to talking to you soon.